Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, it's Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. So few believers today understand an Eastern covenant. As a result, most believers today misunderstand God. As a result, many believers today say God works in mysterious ways. Have you ever heard him say that? Well, for believers, it's not supposed to be a mystery. And some of the questions that you have been asking God, God, why am I still sick? God, why did my uncle die of cancer? God, why am I in poverty? You're about ready to get the answer. I have to tell you, when I first read the statement by Craig Hill, he's my friend, but he said, God is not in control. And I said, Craig, are you Meshuga? That's a Hebrew word for crazy. And he responded, You know, Sid, I am Meshuga. Meshuga for Messiah. <laughs> Everybody has to be Meshuga for somebody, so I prefer to be Meshuga for Messiah. But, you know, talking about that issue, when I say God is not in control, of course I'm not saying that God is not all-powerful. I believe God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing. But what I think many people mistake is the difference between the concept of sovereignty and control. I believe God is sovereign, but not in control. And the reason that is, is control implies using your power to manipulate people and circumstances to force a desired outcome. And sovereignty is instead having ownership over everything, but working through delegated authority, offering people choices with consequences. Here would be the obvious point. If God were in control, we read in the Bible, it's his will that none should perish. Well, then none would perish. But we observe that's not true. Right. People are perishing. How can that be? The answer is God's not in control. God is sovereign. What that means is God offers people choices. And there are consequences. What that means, for example, receiving Jesus, the Messiah, God doesn't force anybody to do that. God doesn't say, I will manipulate and control and force you. No, he offers a choice. He says, this is life, this is death, and it's eternal. It's your choice. That's sovereignty. So God isn't controlling every circumstance. See, we see horrible things happen. We see in, in our day people being beheaded, people being murdered people being violated and terrible injustice happening. All you have to do is pick up a newspaper or watch a news report and you see all kinds of things happening on this earth that are awful. They're not God's will. That's not what God desired and wanted. 
Well, why is that happening? There's a very simple reason, because God isn't controlling all those circumstances and allowing this, allowing that. What God has done is delegated authority to man. He did it in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. He said to Adam and Eve, I give you dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the animals, the, the earth. Satan came and tricked Adam into giving, and, and Eve into giving that authority to him. He set up his kingdom, which is a kingdom of death, destruction, devastation. And fortunately, God had a plan. He sent Jesus, the Messiah, on earth. And when Jesus died, shed his blood, he created a covenant. And in that covenant, when he rose from the dead, he said this, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. He didn't take that authority with him to heaven. He turned right around and gave it back to us as believers. And the situation in which we now live, Sid, is this. We have a partnership with God. God has given us his delegated authority on this earth as believers by covenant. That's what covenant means. You know, you know what bothers me, Craig? What's that, Sid? That God is so good, but he's so misunderstood by even his his own children. For instance, when you get sick and you know that God has the ability to heal you uh, and, and you, you're not healed or a loved one dies from cancer, uh, a part of you, one part, your mind says, I love God, but your heart says, God, you've disappointed me. I hate that misunderstanding. What would you say to someone whose uncle died of cancer and God did not heal him and his uncle loved God? And what we find, Sid, is there are many, many variables on the earth, all kinds. There are nutritional factors. There are emotional factors. There are sin factors. There are all kinds of things that affect that. Yes, God has made a covenant with us, and it's his will to heal by the blood of Jesus. He's given us authority to implement that. But here's the strategy of the enemy. The strategy of the devil is to destroy someone or to, to bring death and sickness upon someone and then turn right around and say to those around, God did that. God let that happen. And people get disappointed in God. You know, there's somebody watching right now. That's exactly your circumstance. You had a loved one that died. And in your heart, you said, God, why did you let that happen? And you know, here's the truth. God was not the destroyer of your loved one. Satan is the one who, who destroyed, who took, who came to steal. God is the only one who loves you. And the purpose of the enemy is to get you to shut your heart to God and shut him out. Do you know today that if you'll open your heart and say, God, forgive me for blaming you, what will happen? It will change something, release something in your own heart, and you will restore the glory and the presence of God in your life again. You know, the story you told me about the woman that was almost raped, yeah. if you would explain that, this explains someone who understands covenant, and then when we come back after the break, I want to explain what a Eastern covenant is. Well, very few Christians understand it. You know, this was a lady that got an understanding of covenant. She was just having her quiet time reading the Bible and she got a scripture, Isaiah 54, 15. It said, if anyone fiercely assails you, it will not be from me and whoever attacks you will fall because of you. Well, the Holy Spirit told her to memorize that, meditate on it, which she did. About, and she didn't know why. About two weeks later, there was a knock at her apartment door. She lived alone. She opened the door. A man forced his way in and said, I'm going to rape you. Well, immediately that word came up from her spirit. And it was a little bit of a, uh, uh, she had to struggle. Should I really test it out? Because the consequences right. are sort of dangerous here. 
She decided, I'm going to go with what I believe God told me. And she said to him, you're not going to rape me. She said, furthermore, I'm in covenant with uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. What that means is, he's in me. I'm in him. What you do to me, you do to him. What have you come here today to do today to rape Jesus Christ? The man went, oh, my goodness. What? What? <laughs> he, he didn't know what to say. He started to get afraid. And she said, no, see, he's in me. Whatever you do to me, you do to him. Furthermore, I'm the apple of his eye. What that means is that's a Hebrew idiom for pupil. You're putting your finger in the pupil of God's eye right now. She said, you, you have no authority in this apartment. God gave this to me. I have authority. He gave me a promise. Now get out. The man did everything he knew to do to try to put her in fear. He said, if you don't cooperate with me, I'm going to kill you. She said, you know what? My life doesn't belong to me. My life has been given over to the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. And if it's my day to die, I'm fine with that. I don't think it probably is, but that's his decision, not yours. And so my life is in his hands and you will do nothing to me today. Now get out. Now, some people hear that and they think, well, I don't know if I would respond that way. But you know what? God had given her a word in season. But you know what? The key is understanding Eastern Covenant. This woman had chutzpah. That's a Hebrew word for nerve. And you're going to have chutzpah. That's a Hebrew word for nerve when you really grasp this when we come back. We'll be right back. It's supernatural. Reserve your place and get ready to experience Israel, the land of the supernatural with Sid and Joyce Roth. November 24th to December 3rd, 2015. It's the perfect temperature and the land is calling your name. Visit the Mount of Olives, the Garden of Gethsemane, Calvary, and take communion at the Garden Tomb. Visit the Upper Room, Qumran, the home of the Dead Sea Scrolls, and receive ministry as you travel across the Sea of Galilee. If you like, you can be baptized in the Jordan River, the Jewish way, the way Jesus was baptized, and so much more. The price for this 10-day adventure includes round-trip airfare from New York City, hotel, all taxes, all tips included. Don't miss out on going with Sid Roth on this Israel tour for this special low price. Please specify the Sid Roth Israel trip when you call or visit SidRoth.org forward slash Israel. We now return to It's Supernatural. Now, how would you write this? One day the Holy Spirit speaks to you and says, you are a stranger to my covenants. That's what happened to you. What happened? Yeah, that's exactly what happened, Sid. I was reading in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12, and it says that uh, people were strangers to the covenant, and the Holy Spirit said, that's you. I said, what do you mean? And what he began to explain to me, you can be in covenant, but not even understand or know the provisions of the covenant. It's like this. Uh, there was one older man I heard about 100 years ago that was... Uh, his lifelong dream was to travel from uh, Scotland 
to the United States. He had a cousin mm-hmm. in the United States, so uh, he purchased a ticket and saved up for a long time, boarded the ship, and headed for America to fulfill his lifelong dream. The only thing was he didn't have enough money to be able to buy any of the food in the restaurant on the ship. So he would go back to his cabin every day and eat dried bread and meat and cheese that he'd brought with him. He'd pass by the restaurant and see the other passengers that were partaking of these luscious seven-course meals. Well, as he was coming into New York Harbor uh, near Ellis Island, he was standing on board the ship seeing the sights, and he got to talking to one of the stewards, and the steward said, uh, how did you enjoy your passage? He said, well, it was great. It's been the fulfillment of a lifelong dream, but the only problem is I wish I would have had enough money to go in a restaurant and eat some of the food. The steward said, oh, my, could I see your ticket? He looked at the ticket, and the steward said, sir, didn't you realize all the food was included? He ran in the restaurant and began to eat what he could in the last half hour of the journey. That's like so many believers that are in covenant. And that's what God said to me. You're like that man. You have a covenant, but you don't know what's included. And because you don't know what's included, you miss out on half of the things. Healing is included. Salvation eternally is included. Provision is included. If you didn't understand exactly how an Eastern Covenant operates, yes. and you were at the skiing slope where your son got injured, your son would have died. What happened? You know, that's really true. What happened, Sid, when my, uh, I have two sons, my oldest, uh, uh, when he was a teenager, they were out snowboarding, and we weren't wearing helmets those days. Well, I came to the top of a lift with my wife, Jan, and there was my name on the ski patrol uh, sign. We went to the ski patrol shack, and I said uh, my name, and uh, this woman turned and said to the guy behind her in the ski patrol place, you better tell him. I thought, tell me what? Uh, Well, this guy came and said, well, about 45 minutes ago, your oldest son went off a jump, landed on some ice on his head, and he has the most severe closed head injury I've ever seen. He was flailing about like a chicken uncontrollably unconscious. We had to sedate him. He's right now down in a hospital at the base of the the slope in the town undergoing uh, some MRIs and CAT scans, and you better get down there right away. Well, immediately, you know, the thought came to my heart, he's going to die. He's, or he's going to be a vegetable for the rest of his... Right. You know, that kind of thoughts that come to a parent's mind. And immediately, another thought rose up out of my spirit because I had just been teaching on blood covenant, and I realized what covenant means is God is 100% faithful to do what He said. So I remembered my own teaching, which was this. When you're in crisis or under pressure, a person who doesn't understand Eastern covenant will say, what am I going to do? A person who understands covenant will say, what has God said? We prayed and released the authority that God had given us, which released God's power to do a miracle. My son was supernaturally healed and completely restored to normal. Now, I'm I'm, I'm curious. You taught a class on the blood covenant, but it's one thing to teach it and the other thing to be in that circumstance if you had not understood there's, how could you have t- t- taken that bold a stance? I think, Sid, there were three things that have to be true in order for a covenant to help someone. Number one, you have to be in the covenant. What that means is you have to be born again. You have to have received Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, to forgive you for, uh, of your sins, and then you're in the covenant. But lots of people are in the covenant 
But the second thing that has to be true, you have to know the provisions of the covenant. Otherwise, you're just like the man on the ship who doesn't even know what's available. If I didn't know that healing was available by the blood of Yeshua, I wouldn't have known how to release that so my son could be healed. But not only do you have to know it, the third thing is you have to know it strongly enough with enough confidence in your heart to be willing to enforce it against enemies. And really, that was. And, a- and if you, you, you could know the first, you can know the second, but if you don't know how to enforce it, if you're not, you don't have such confidence right. that you have been delegated all authority. But here's where most people miss it mm-hmm. they don't know the difference between a covenant yeah. and a contract. When we come back, we're going to know the difference. I want it nailed in your life. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Call now and get Craig Hill's book and seven-part audio CD teaching set, Power of Covenant. Stop misunderstanding God. Yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9297. Through Craig Hill's book, these questions will be answered. If God is in control, then why do bad things happen to God's people? How can you properly discern that which is from God? Does God cause sickness as a punishment for disobedience? What specific areas have many in the church misunderstood concerning God? Through Craig Hill's seven-part audio CD set, which includes 20 anointed life-changing teaching sessions. You will learn the power and authority you have through the right understanding of covenant with God. Find out how you can be a Christian and yet be a stranger of God's covenant. Understand the power of God's covenant with Israel and how it's the foundation for the new covenant. Learn how to proclaim God's authority and obtain victory over every area of your life, including emotional and physical healing, relationships, finances, overcoming adversities, walking in divine favor, effectively operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So many people are saying, for the very first time, my heart is open to God and I'm experiencing His presence. Craig will lead you in powerful and anointed prayers to help you understand and walk in God's covenant relationship in your life. Also, with your order, you will receive an additional ministry resource tool for free. For the first time in your life, you will stop the lies of the devil and be able to walk in the destiny that God has for you, you need it. Don't miss out on getting Craig Hill's book and seven-part audio CD teaching set, Power of Covenant. Stop misunderstanding God. Yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9297. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9297 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. You know, here in the West, we don't understand an Eastern covenant. Why is it we're so ignorant of Eastern covenants? You know, Sid, people in the East understand covenant in a totally different way than most of us that live in uh, Western nations. And the reason that is, is they, it's been in their culture and experience. Here's what a covenant is. A covenant is the most solemn agreement known to man, only broken by death. Death is the only thing that breaks a covenant. So in an Eastern thinker's mind, if I give you my word in covenant, there is a 100% chance that I will fulfill it because I would rather die than break my word. In the West, that concept of covenant has been exchanged for a totally different concept of contract. Now, sometimes we use the word covenant, but what we actually mean is a bilateral 
totally conditional contract, meaning a contract is this. If you give me your word and I give you my word, it's totally dependent upon the performance of each person. If you do what you said, I will do what I said. But if you break your word and you don't do what you said or you're unfaithful to me or you betray me or you hurt me or you turn against me or you cheat me, I'm totally justified to terminate relationship with you and get rid of you. I don't have to relate to you anymore. Or if, if I agree to sell you something, if you don't give me the money, I don't have to give you the thing. That's a contract. A covenant, on the other hand, the best word, and we see this word used all the time in the Bible, is promise. If I make you a promise and I say, Sid, I will do this for you, or I will give you this, that is not dependent on anything you do or do not do. That's 100% dependent on my integrity to keep my word, and that's what a covenant is. Okay, I understand what you're saying right now about covenant, Yeah. but what about someone, because it's all dependent on God, not dependent on our works, etc. Yeah. What about someone that is living in unrepentant sins? Is God obligated to honor his covenant? So here's what we find. God will always be toward you. God will never turn his back on you. He said in Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what Jesus said. So he's always faced toward you. But then we read in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26, uh, it says there, if you continue sinning willfully, in other words, you just willfully sin and sin and sin and sin, what you have actually done is you die spiritually. You kill the seed of the Spirit of God in your own spirit. And it uses some very strong language. It says when you do that, what you actually do is trample underfoot the Son of God, defile the blood by which you were sanctified, and insult the Spirit of what? The Spirit of grace. And so what that's pretty interesting insult the spirit of grace when you willfully continue sinning what what about that threshold in, uh, where someone explained that that, in that is such a powerful concept in the east there's a very powerful concept that when a man invites another man to come into his home as a guest he pours out blood right at the door at that, the threshold that, that, that's really what happened at passover that's exactly what happened at passover what god told them to do it was a common eastern custom and when a guest comes and he sees that blood poured out he knows he's invited to enter into covenant when he steps across the threshold then the host says i will protect you with my life all i have is yours all i am is yours you're like family to me i will protect you with all i have but if that guest comes and steps on the threshold, steps in the blood, what he's saying to that host is, I reject your offer to protect me. I reject your offer of covenant. I spit in your face and I die to you and you are my enemy. If you do that, you better have brought your army because that host will slay you on the spot. That's the very imagery that's being used in Hebrews. And we, and we don't know that imagery that's right in the Bible, but once you comprehend that imagery, you then can be confident in your relationship with the living God. There doesn't have to be, uh, like uh, my wife's grandmother used to always say, God works in such mysterious ways. No, he ways. doesn't. God works exactly according to his word. But let me say one other thing that's critical. There could be somebody watching right now that says, oh my, I think I've done that. I think I've, I might have committed that unpardonable sin or I might be the one that's trampled underfoot the blood. You know how you can know? You know how you can know if you're that person? Very simple. Hebrews chapter 6 says this. That person who has done that is impossible to restore again to repentance. What that means is if you're repentant, 
and you say, God, I want to change. I want you to heal my life. I want you to set me free. I'm in bondage. God is there for you. He will heal you. You're not the person who's done that. The person who has cut themselves off from God and died spiritually is the one that doesn't want to know God, doesn't want to have anything to, to do with God. If you're even watching us today, that's not you. You can know that God is for you. If you repent today and say, cry out to the Lord and say, God, help me, he will be there for you, save you, heal you, and bless you. And you will have experiential knowledge with the living God. This is eternal life that you might have experiential knowledge of Him. Make Jesus your Lord. And if you're a little backslidden, no such thing as a little. Get rid of that little. Confess your sins. Be whole. Did you know that it is Satan's top priority to keep you blinded or confused about your covenant rights with God through Jesus? We are finding so many people really do misunderstand God. And the bottom line is people are blaming God for all kinds of horrible circumstances that have happened in their life. And uh, they're saying, God, why did you let this happen? Craig Hill is a world-class Bible teacher. He wants to teach you the same powerful revelation God gave him concerning the power of covenant. The more you understand your covenant rights with God, the more you will see your prayers answered and your supernatural favor and blessings flow down from heaven in your life. Call now and get Craig Hill's book and seven-part audio CD teaching set, Power of Covenant. Stop misunderstanding God. Yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9297. Through Craig Hill's book, these questions will be answered. If God is in control, then why do bad things happen to God's people? How can you properly understand the circumstances of your life and discern that which is from God and that which is from the devil? Does God cause sickness as punishment for disobedience? What specific areas have many in the church misunderstood concerning God? What is the wrong way to respond to adversity in your life? What people find out when they're reading these materials, listening to these CDs, they're discovering that covenant is a key that unlocks faith toward God. And the reason is covenant in an Eastern context is unconditional, unilateral, irrevocable. If God said it, He will do it. You can rely on it 100%. Through Craig Hill's seven-part audio CD set, which includes 20 anointed life-changing teaching sessions, you will learn the power and authority you have through the right understanding of covenant with God. Find out how you can be a Christian and yet be a stranger of God's covenant. Understand how all authority has been given to Jesus and how you can partner with Jesus to release the supernatural of God in every area of your life. Understand the power of God's covenant with Israel and how it's the foundation for the new covenant. Learn how to proclaim God's authority and obtain victory over every area of your life, including emotional and physical healing, relationships, finances, overcoming adversities, walking in divine favor, effectively operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. For the first time in your life, you will stop the lies of the devil and be able to walk in the authority in the love, in the purpose, in the destiny that God has for you. You need it, believe me, because Craig Hill is a brilliant teacher and he goes line upon line covering questions that you're asking 
that other people are asking you, and even questions that you've never pondered. Craig will lead you in powerful and anointed prayers to help you understand and walk in God's covenant relationship in your life. Also, with your order, you will receive an additional ministry resource tool for free. The name of the book and the seven CD set, The Power of Covenant, it's time for you to stop misunderstanding God. And once you recognize the authority issue based on covenant, devil, it's your worst nightmare. Don't miss out on getting Craig Hill's book and seven-part audio CD teaching set, Power of Covenant. Stop misunderstanding God. Yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9297. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9297 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural, my guest had a visitation and he was given four keys that he says 100% of the people that will do what he says can hear God as well as him, if not better. Anyone interested? Your gifts to this ministry will help Sid air It's Supernatural in Israel 28 times a week and distribute his evangelistic book to the Jewish people worldwide. Thank you.